How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Well, we're going, we don't need roads. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to None of the Movie Pod, episode 13. I'm Zach Williamson, here with Ross Cutsforth and Luke Goosens. Today we got our big top five Game of Thrones death that we've been putting off for a couple weeks. We got our some Godzilla reviews, as well as some other news for y'all. So you boys ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ready to talk about some <laughs> Batman stuff too? Yeah, yeah. Let's do let's do Batman first because that that's big news. That's the biggest story of the week. So if you guys didn't know, it's official. Robert Pattinson is gonna play Bruce Wayne. It even was confirmed. Like Matt Reeves came out and tweeted a gif of him from the movie Good Time, pretty much based like hundred percent confirming it. And I was gonna ask boys, what what should we call him on the pod? There's a bunch of nicknames already popping up for him. There's Battinson. Our bats, Batman. What do you guys think? Any ideas? I like bats. Not our bats. No, that's goofy. Reminds me too much of R. Kelly, and R. Kelly is canceled. So. Yeah, it's canceled. <laughs> yeah, I like Battinson. That's tight. Battinson. Yeah. All right, I'm with, I'm with that one too. That's a good one. Yeah. So something else that came out with Pattinson that came out today actually from THR. They had a scoop on this is that Pattinson was actually the first choice for a while. Uh, Reeves apparently wanted him before Pattinson even knew before he even knew that Pattinson would be interested in the role. After watching him in the movie Good T- Good Time, High Life, he watched like some others movies, but it wasn't officially decided though until last week when the studio and Reeves brought in Pattinson and Ross's boy Holt <laughs> to try on old Batman suits from previous films. And apparently, it was a pretty quick decision. After that, it didn't take long. Like the studio was surprised with how quick the decision was to move forward. Damn, um, Nicholas, what are you doing out there in auditions? I don't know. Yeah, you must have just, they must have not been into it, Damn. which is crazy too. I guess like Christian Bale, he tried on the Val Kilmer suit from Batman Forever. Oh, that is sick. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a pretty common thing to do. I think Henry Cavill even tried on some old, an old Superman suit when they cast him. Yeah. So that's a DC thing. So yeah, th- that was some new details. Some other stuff that has surfaced for people who don't know what this movie is going to be about. Matt Reeves has said this movie will have a rogues gallery of villains which by that means it's like collection of photographs of known criminals used by police to identify suspects. And so that means that there's going to be a few villains and THR yeah. reported up to a half a dozen, including Catwoman and Penguin. So those are the first two that like, Hey, those are, they're probably going to be in it. I know, I know that Luke said on the last pod he wasn't into that. And I've been thinking, I have a theory on this and I was thinking, Go for it. what if, yeah. So what if you do, batman and he's solving this crime but he's going around to all these villains to get clues so it's not like they're all gunning for him they're kind of all minding their own business doing criminal shit and he just has to go to him to get stuff for what his bigger case whatever this big murder mystery that he's gonna be solving wait isn't that what they said the story was gonna be about already no there's no real details on what the story is gonna be about oh i thought they said it was gonna be a detective story it's gonna be a detective story but we don't know what he's investigating I definitely like that because before I was with Luke, when you said Catwoman and Penguin, I was like, what? But if they do it, like you said, where, you know, all the characters are just part of the world already. And it's kind of because that's a that's pretty classic Batman right there of him going and using the villains. Because I like when Batman's this really great detective and he's a person using the villains. The villains aren't, you know, using him. So I like that idea. Yeah, they're not just all not all terrorists in this world and yes yeah. just get back to detective roots and do all that yeah 
hundred percent. I'm down. And we also know it's not going to be, yeah, it's not going to be an origin story for everyone. So people can stop fucking tripping on that. So we don't have to see his parents die for the 10th time, (laughs) but it is going to be Bruce Wayne in his early years as Batman before he was known as the world's greatest detective. And like we were just saying, I I expect it to be a lot more grounded, at least in the first film before it, you know, eventually it's going to spin into a trilogy. That's what it's reporting right now too. Yeah. And wasn't Robin rumored to be in it as well? Yeah, there is the. I was gonna get yeah. to the rumors, but yeah. So that for the rumors on this, there is Robin. The Riddler was rumored. We're only gonna talk about these because it was from Forbes.com who reported it. Like I feel like they're yeah. pretty reliable source. But yeah, I was gonna ask so, what you guys think about Robin and Riddler. If Robin's in it, then they could do the whole Nightwing story, depending on what Robin it is. But that would be sweet. If they don't do the Nightwing story with like Dick Grayson, they could do Jason Todd robin where he goes to become the red hood which would be sick because nightwing and red hood are just way cooler evolutions of like basically what robin is that'd be a cool what you think luke Uh, i feel like they'll probably focus more on batman why would they do all this evolution into robin when they haven't even talked i don't know they haven't announced him yet oh i'm just saying like potentially as a side storyline well yeah obviously keep the main focus on batman but just like Game of Thrones, you know, if you have more characters and are able to weave them, or just like Avengers, you know, weave them yeah. into a story cohesively, it just makes the story more entertaining. Maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. As long as they can balance it right. Last Batman and Robin movie was fucking ass. So, true. <laughs> yeah, that's but, that's what I was gonna say. As I have a bad taste on, I, I really like that no one kind of just threw away that whole aspect of the story. Well, I mean, I guess until the very end there, but yeah, the '90s one was bad. Yeah. Well, oh, one hundred percent. It was terrible. But there was also really bad Thor movies, really bad Captain America movies, really bad Avengers movies in the nineties. But that doesn't mean you can't yeah. do the character justice, you know. Mm-hmm, for sure. What about the Riddler? You guys down the Riddler? Yeah, Riddler could be cool. I think Riddler's gonna be sick. I hope he's not the main villain. But oh, I feel like he would be. He could be. He could be. But I feel like maybe somebody like Hush or. Deadshot or somebody like that could be the main villain, which would be cool because they're kind of like I don't know beneath the shadows type of villain where it'd be hard to uncover. If it's them. like investigating though, like wouldn't you think the the Riddler like leaving clues and shit like that's kind of his like mo. Oh no, yeah, I think the Riddler too. Like one of those type of villains would be good for this. Yeah, I kind of agree with. Uh, I was gonna say I agree with your point, Luke. Just the clues. Yeah. And I hope he's like the comic books where he's just like super smart. He's not like goofy like remember in the in the uh <laughs> yes, Jim in the Carrey. animated series, he was just kind of goofy and shit, but like in the comments he's he's like way darker and just smart as a motherfucker. I hope yeah. he's more it's a little darker take on of uh, the Riddler, sorry. Yeah. A little more serious. Because Jim Carrey was exactly the opposite of what you yeah. said. You remember yeah. that? One? Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, the no bueno. Yeah, and we know we also know it's going to be a Nor type film and have Hitchcock vibes. That was from Reeves himself. That's where the viewer Sick. becomes kind of the character for scenes, very point of view. I think that's kind of cool, different like take. That. Makes it a little more creepy. Yeah. Kind of like the killer perspective where it shows like the knife in front of the camera and it shows yeah. him walking. Yeah. Or from the the victim perspective. Yeah, and it makes it feel more yeah. like a graphic novel, like you're in a graphic novel, which is kind of a, I like that um that aspect yeah, that, that feel yeah, exactly that could be cool we know it's gonna have no connection to ben affleck's batman that came out this week too but in the past reeves has said that it will be connected to the dc universe somehow 
we just don't know how far that is. And that's also, that's from last year. So maybe he's changed it since because he has updated the script since. But I guess that could mean some sort of multiverse thing maybe is going on here. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because DC also has multiverse, so could be an option. Yeah, you start building out this universe and then maybe many years down the line you cross them over. I'm not sure how they would go with that, but... (laughs) I think that leaves the opportunity open. Is that canon then? What's canon? What? The Ben Affleck's Batman. Is DC letting that be canon? Or for what for like the project they're moving forward with? Yeah. Yeah. But they're just they just might not be connected. It's like I don't know, it's weird. The DCU is just kind of me- a mess. That general. does some mess. They should have just excluded that completely. Yeah. Just retcon the whole like first Yeah, I'm movies. surprised they didn't do that cuz they obviously like didn't have a plan for that batman moving forward so like why would they just keep it in the in the time well i think they might i think they did have a plan but it just the response and everything was so poor Mm. oh yeah they 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 had a plan Zack snyder had like a five or six movie plan he had it ending with batman dying but they scrapped all that yeah after batman versus superman oh really or justice league sorry they scrapped it with justice league yeah, And then they were like, oh, it's because Justice League was supposed to be this massive hit for them. You know, it's supposed to be like their Avengers. And it was it made less money than even like Suicide Squad. Jesus. Oh. OK, I forget. Yeah. So that. then after that, they kind of redid it. And I think now they're just kind of going back and just letting their creators kind of come up with this stuff. And then they'll figure out how to connect it later. Maybe I think that's kind of what they're doing right now, because there's still a DCEU because there's still going to be another Suicide Squad movie. There's still the Birds of Prey movie with Margot Robbie's character. Yeah. There's still Wonder Woman eighty four coming. So yeah, Harley Quinn. So there's there's still some stuff going on in that universe. And I assume they're going to want to keep... Well, right now there isn't a deal yet but with Henry Cavill, but I would assume they'd want to keep going with Superman as him because I don't think the problem in those movies was him. I thought he was a good Superman. Yeah, I agree, actually. Well, I thought he was a good Superman, but the writing for him was not that great. <laughs> No, I mean, well, the writing was bad. I mean, remember the first movie, he's not supposed to kill anyone, and then he just takes out a whole city. <laughs> yeah, so you got well, that. I mean, he's not trying to, but, like, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> it just doesn't show him, like, saving anyone really mm-hmm. that, that, that much. But, yeah, so I, I think that's what they're going to do. I think they could maybe eventually cross these over. But right now, it definitely seems like this Joker thing is something completely its own thing. And then this is starting to sound like it's going to be its own thing, and then they'll figure out how to tie it in. Hmm. And there's one more rumor that is coming around. This was that it's set in the 90s. This was more of a rumor, though, when it was going to be a prequel. to. That was kind of the main rumor was that it's a prequel to Ben Affleck's Batman. So uh, who knows if this is actually what happens. It's still possible. I kind of like that idea because then that is something you could tie to that Joker, the Joker movie. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, I think he only signed a one movie deal. I don't think he wants to keep going with that character after this. Hmm. I think that was a smart move by Joaquin. Yeah, and then so that's pretty much it. Well, we got some complaints. Like there's obviously there was a lot of back backlash from fans were pretty split. And the first one was because, A, is this dude's a Twilight actor. And we've, we've already talked about it in the pod. I don't think he should be judged yeah. off this. Like obviously Matt Reeves didn't care about that. He watched all of his recent stuff. And if you're, if you're skeptical, you should still watch. You should go watch some of his recent movies. His last movie, The Lighthouse, just, won, just was awarded the best picture at Cannes. It's like one of the premier film festivals in the world. I, I don't think that's the reason that you should not that you should be against this. Another one was just because Batman shouldn't be a dude from the UK. And <laughs> I mean Christian Bale. Yeah. He's from the UK, right? Wasn't he? Well, he's from Wales. Yeah, that's in the UK. There's that. And then the other one is just he's too scrawny, but 
hey, I mean, the movie comes out seven, eight months, like he'll, he can get in shape for this. Yeah, you see Christian Bale in The Machinist. Before Batman Begins, he was scrawny as fuck. Yeah, he's like a hundred, he's like a hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, he was unhealthily skinny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he got skinny for that. He's not that. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying, though. But he was that skinny, and he was still able to put on the pounds. Yeah, and he bulked up in like a year, less than a year. To play yeah. Bruce but Wayne. their body types are also different. They seem pretty similar as far as body types, but I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work. Yeah, I don't think that he's necessarily like a crazy skinny dude either. I mean, I think it's realistic. You put on 20, 25 pounds in six months easily. Yeah, like Chris Pratt, people do it all the time for big movies like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Chris Pratt used to be a wrestler, bro, in college. For Parks and Rec is what I'm saying to Guardians of the Galaxy. But if you're a college wrestler, that's believable. Well, yeah, but he, I'm just saying his transformation from being like slightly overweight in Parks and Rec to being cut, pretty cut in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just saying actors can make transformations. Yeah. How tall is Robert Pattinson? He's six one. It's not too bad. It's doable. Good yeah. frame. Solid. Great jawline. Yeah. It's yeah. not like Kit Harrington bad or anything. As far as being bad, I, I see what people no, are saying. Yeah. Though. It's hard to like, you know, go from the you know, the flipping what he's most known for, which is Twilight. Yeah, the shiny vampire. The shi- to, exactly. That's what I'm looking for. The shiny vampire to spark. He's like sparkly to the dark. Yeah, exactly. The sparkling vampire to the dark. You know, uh, Batman, brooding Batman. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah, tough. Okay, so that's that's it. That's what we got for Batman. Now we got some throne stuff finish up. This is pretty much probably our last like big throne segment on the pod. Yeah. And so big story. This came out. Isaac Hempstead Wright, he confirmed it was George R. R. Martin's idea to make Bran King. Also the Hodor revelation. That was also his idea. So thoughts on this, boys? Wait, that's what we said all along. You said yeah. Isaac. Yeah. Well, yeah, we knew that all along because George R. R. Martin told him. But you said the Hodor revelation was Isaac Wright's idea. This was also Gr. George R. R. Martin's idea, and this was that these are the oh, things that he told D and D, who then told Isaac Wright. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I th- I misheard you. Yeah, so we've I mean we've known these. This is what we've been saying, and now people. I, yeah, it just goes back to everything is that they had to build this idea, but they just didn't do it good. Okay, we don't need to we don't need to go super in depth on it. We've already done that a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to beat that dead horse anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we got our last watch summary. So what did you guys think? This was the two-hour doc that aired a week after Game of Thrones ended, showing the whole behind the scenes of the creation of season eight. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Like just just giving the spotlight also to the people behind the scenes was well deserved too. Because damn, they fucking yeah. put in some work. And then you just realize, like, for every single movie, they do the the same thing, like, pretty much the same level of, like, production and stuff, just on, like, movies. You know, shit that comes out every week. It's crazy. Yeah, with a way less budget. Yeah, with way less budget. It's just, like, it's wild. That one dude that had to take care of the snow, I feel so sorry Dude! For <laughs> I was thinking the exact <laughs> same the thing. Job. I was like, damn, that is the shittiest job ever. <laughs> And when he was talking to the like production managers or whatever, and they told him they had, he had to erase like half a day day's worth of work just so that they could have their horizon right, I feel sorry for that dude. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. He's like, fuck. You better get paid good. Like, I wonder how I yeah. I wondered how much the uh, um the wow she was like the foreman of like the entire logistics. I wonder how much that that girl got paid because 
That chick puts in work. She probably has the most ridiculous days. Yeah. Probably 16 hour days. The person that made the whole King's Landing set and everything. Yeah. No, dude. I'm talking about the chick that dealt with like feeding the horses and like getting just dealt oh, with wait, all the. I know who you know who about. I'm talking? Yeah. Like she just dealt with all the. You know that little legit. The manager. Yeah, the manager. She dealt with like all the logistics shit that you don't think about. She reminded me like of a foreman of a job site. She was like the foreman of that <laughs> film site. Production. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, damn, she's badass. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was crazy. Just remember then there was a part where it was just having these crazy snowstorms in Ireland and they and yeah. literally the whole city shut down and they're still in there just making all that stuff, having to come into work because they have to make a, a timeline or they have to make it. Time crunch. Oh, yeah, rem- remember when the snow dude was like, this is Northern Ireland. It never snows. It only rains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that happened. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite part was probably just them reading the scripts together and seeing how everybody reacted and all that shit. I don't know if I would read the scripts off like that if I was the executive producer. I'm not sure if I would do that or if I would read it off like one-on-ones with the actors or in like groups, small groups, focus groups. I think it's a good way to get a feel of how it's going to go, but it was funny to see yeah. some of those reactions. Like Kit, he didn't he didn't read any of the scripts going in. No. So Amelia purposely sat across from him to see the part when John kills Daenerys, and then just Conlithil. He that must have been the first time he read it too, because when he, you could just tell he didn't give a shit. He looked pissed. Yeah. Because you know he just sat there and read ahead to see what happened to Varys, and then he just didn't give a shit about the the show after that. Just the look on his face off. was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that part too. I like And I thought it was funny. The part too where everyone cheered where Arya killed the Night King, but you yeah. but then Kit Harrington later came out and yeah. said he was pissed. I thought that was funny too, because he was just fronting. You can see the subtlety in his face though too. When he's cheering, yeah. he look he's like not quite cheering, and then everyone else starts cheering. He's like, Oh yeah, he yeah. did like a l- little fist pump. Yeah. A little hezzy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vladimir Furtick, who played Night King, he also played the White Walker that John killed at Hard Home. He mm-hmm. does so much other behind the scenes yeah. stuff. He's like their main stunt guy and all that. Just how stoked he was to see it. You know when all the fans when they're in Spain, yeah, that like, was that sweet. part was all really cool for me. And then He's Andrew McClay, yeah, Andrew McClay, who played listeners don't know that is Aberdale Strongbeard. He's the person we've always yes. referred to as the unnamed soldier, who. He's the only soldier who he started in Stannis's army, and somehow made it back and survived after the battle of the bat or not battle of the bastards. Sorry, the battle first battle of Winterfell when Stannis tries to go there. He's the only one I think who survived that, and well, then he was somehow he, was was he in Battle of the Blackwater? No, no, oh, he wasn't. No, that was way earlier. Yeah, he said he the he said he came in in season five. He came in, yeah, he came in right after. The Battle of the Wall. You know when Stannis enveloped Mance in a pincer formation? Yeah, that's when he came in. So he survived that. And then he survived the Battle of the Bastards. Because then somehow he joins up with the the North Army. I assume he must have like (laughs) made it back to some city there and then got recruited over. (laughs) But he made it back. Dude, lone survivor in the shit. Yeah. Made it through the Battle of Winterfell against the White Walkers and then the Siege of King's Landing. This dude's badass. And then he was in um, John's, what is that, Honor Guard? Honor Guard, yeah. Yeah, and so just seeing how like much this show meant to him too, I thought that was really cool. I like that. And anything else for you guys? No, that pretty much wraps it up for me. It was, it was sick. If you haven't watched it, go watch it for sure. A couple other notes that 
I saw just from because like we've discussed it on the, on past pods, the Allied Army apparently only had eighteen thousand troops against one hundred twenty thousand whites, which like that just blows all our numbers out that we were talking yeah. about with like hundred thousand Dothraki and all that. Well, where did all those go? I know, I don't know, I don't know what happened to all that shit. And apparently, Arya jumped off a body of whites, which I don't know how that makes. I don't remember Theon just sitting there piling up whites, but. <laughs> So that apparently happened, and direwolves can run up to thirty miles per hour. I thought that was a pretty neat little fact. Like that, they did a lot of yeah, just research so into the behind the scenes stuff, like what all the type of different men would have, like for facial hair and all that kind of stuff. That that was they did details like that. Why would they even need to know why a direwolf runs thirty miles an hour, though? I was thinking for that scene when he's running with all the horses. Oh yeah, when he's running. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And then my last takeaway was that David Nutter. I thought he should have directed the finale. Just his process to directing, I liked. Like I liked that he made notes for everything, and you could see that he was making changes on the fly and like changes to the script. And I just think, and he forever listeners don't know he directed the first two episodes and then episode four. Yeah, episode four. Yeah, that was the episode people hated the most. Though. Wait, no, no. Yeah, but not because of the directing. Just the plot holes. The writing. Just, well, the ra- the, yeah, the writing. Like, I just think that Dragon Pit and, like, the small council meetings would have been better with his direction and just how he can change up lines and get different different stuff out of the actors. I, mm, I, yeah, I think I agree with that. I don't know what David and Dan's process is, though, either, so. Yeah, for sure. Anything else? They didn't have a lot on David and Dan. No, no yeah, they didn't show them at all. It doesn't make them feel like they were yeah. super involved, but. Yeah, exactly. They're basically just at the script reading. For the most part, yeah. There's that part where they have all the mummified whites, and they were just in there for one, like two seconds. And I was like, "Well, this is your show. Once you guys want to know for sure if this is what you want." But yeah, so there's all that. Okay, that's it on the last watch. If you haven't watched it? Definitely check it out. It's a good doc. Okay, top five Game of Thrones deaths. Who wants to go first, Luke? Sure, I'll go first. I mean, right. these are deaths that probably most people would have chosen, but they yeah. Are the so deaths let me that- let me. Uh, let me clarify real quick. So the, we, this was choice that could be something you thought was the funniest, something you thought was most impactful, just or anything you enjoyed. Yeah, so something ahead, badass Luke. or yeah, sad. I just, yeah. I mainly did deaths that elicited the most emotional reaction for me. Yeah. So okay, starting at number one, obviously Ramsey Bolton. Oh god, that was he was probably besides Cersei. I don't know. I probably hate. I hated him more than Cersei at some points for sure. Because he's just <laughs> such an asshole. Like, and he's someone you could actually call. Okay, not in the sense of it, but he was a bastard. Like, he was just a dickhead. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like in the insult term. Yeah, yeah, insult terms. Everything he did to Sansa, killing Rickon, pretty much wiping out the Northern forces, castrating Theon, and then just being a fucking asshole to like. <laughs> Everyone he encountered, killing his own dad. He's just killing his brother-in-law too. Yeah, his son-in-law, baby or son or, or his brother. Ste- it was a stepbrother. Stepbrother actually, too. Yeah, sorry, yeah. that was it. Killing his stepbrother to dogs. His half brother. It would have been the same. Oh thing. yeah, you're right. Well, the, it's the same thing. Stepbrother and half brother. No. Yeah, stepbrother, yeah. because Ramsey Bolton married what's her name Frey and had that baby. So that's stepbrother. It's the same thing. Well, no, what? because his his dad. <laughs> what are you talking about boy. Or did I say Ramsey? I meant Roos. Well, no, but Roos is his real dad. And yes. then that would have been his real half-brother. 
same dad. If it was his stepbrother, oh, it would be you're like right. oh, the it Frey been girl. Frey <laughs> girl. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Damn. was my fault too. I was fucking with you up as well. All right. Anyways, fuck Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your number one. Yeah, dude. Where does Joffrey stack up amongst Cersei and Ramsey for you? Hmm. Joffrey and Ramsey. Like as far as your most hated character, I'd say. Ra- Ramsey's probably number one, and then it's Cersei, and then it's probably Joffrey. Just because Joffrey died off, I don't know. He died off a long time ago. I don't have as much like deep seated hate, emotional for him resonance with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But when he was alive, he's a little bitch too. But like Ramsey was just way more. <laughs> Ramsey was way more evil than him because Joffrey was just spoiled. Like he was like a spoiled kid by his parents, but Ramsey was just yeah, actually Cersei, like. Made him rotten. Yeah, and Cersei. Yeah, exactly. Cersei just fucked him up, and then but Ramsey was just like actually like a genuinely <laughs> fucking evil person, you know? Yeah, like he could have been the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, he just hated people, <laughs> fucking killed people for no reason, and that he just like filleted him. He like you know, I mean, obviously their sigils the flayed man, but like you yeah. know, he really brought that to life. He really went all yeah. out. Yeah, and then my second favorite death was when king tommen committed suicide because <laughs> dude that was so unexpected i was like what the yeah. fuck and then i was like hell yeah i was like serves you right cersei fuck you you can't just be meddling around and sh- like you can't just think you can take what's yours or what you think is yours and then have no repercussions yeah that was really cool to see and then the fracturing of the relationship between jamie and cersei after that that was just King Tommen's death was out of nowhere. Like, obviously, I like King Tommen because well, he seemed like genuinely benevolent. But, you know, he just I didn't have like the deepest emotional yeah. ties to him anyway. So I was, when he died, I was like, all right. Yeah. He wasn't like the most intelligent character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He no. was easy He's, to be easy manipulated. manipulated. Yeah. 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 Like he was being manipulated by the high sparrow. Like what? You're being a, manipulated by a dude in raggedy pajamas. Like, are you serious? <laughs> and then he's also a kid. He was a kid, though. Got to give him that, too. That's true. I totally would have been manipulated. You're right. <laughs> and then my third was Walder Frey, obviously. <laughs> the yeah. dude just like getting his throat slit like, oh, Stark said there were guards like it's so badass. Um, yeah, fuck the phrase. Um, and then number four, number four is Hodor. <laughs> just because like, you know, the full, full like Hodor full circle when he's holding the door, dude. I just remember being in my living room, like looking at this is what two years ago now. And I was, I just remember me looking at like Jake Mazzola and I'm like, what the fuck? We were just like, oh, that's fucking what, what it's from. Like, no. Your mind is just blown. Yeah, it's just a total mind fuck. Yeah. And then my last one, number five, was, well, it was the mountain but like the hound dies with them so it's, they're kind of together the mountain then the hound's death just fucking badass fight plummeting yeah. off the like, parapet of of king of the red keep and just falling into fire it was sick but yeah that was my top five it's all five of them Pretty yeah solid list yeah. solid list i had yeah. some similar ones go for it ross all right so i'm gonna keep it a little shorter but hodor like you said is my number one Blew your mind while also making you sad as fuck at the same time. Yeah. So I yeah. I don't know if I don't know how you couldn't put that in your top five. That's an amazing death in my opinion. And then Ned number two, just because that changed television in general, just for everyone. Oh, that's a good you point. Know? That totally like 
Yeah, where yeah. you're killing off or main characters or what you like think are main characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really set the tone for the rest of the show and was just kind of unexpected. You think he could die, but the whole time you're thinking this is the main character. Oh, something's going to come in and save him last yeah. seconds. He's going to get some deuce ex machina and then nope, they just snip his neck. Yeah, we right all for- we all forgot he was Sean Bean for a second there. Like, yeah, he wasn't going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was such a such a protagonist he, he it made you forget he was sean bean yeah <laughs> yeah and then okay so that was my number two was ned number three was oberon like yeah. you said it was very shocking very gruesome it was just i don't know the shock factor is crazy number four was egret because that one made me very sad it made me very conflicted about how i feel about ollie <laughs> and then Ollie's future actions would seal how I really feel towards him, which is I hate him. Fuck Ollie. Douchebag. <laughs> yes. I hate Hashtag him. fuck Ollie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ye- Egret was a great death. John John Snow's one and only true love. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> number five was Walter Frey, because that one was so satisfying. Yeah. Luke, yeah. yeah, you just want to see that slimy bastard. Just, I die. know he was such a douche too. Yeah, yeah. So that's my top five. All right, Zach. Yeah, mine. I did top five, but I just kind of did ones that I either thought were pretty funny or just kind of crazy. So my <laughs> my fifth one was when the Night's Watch dude who got taken out by that giant arrow in the Watchers of the Wall fight. He basically gets shot through the chest, flies all the way back down, lands on Castle Black. So that was my that fifth was amazing. one. Yeah, amazing death. When they when they shoot that first arrow and it like just tears through the wood, destroys everything, shoot, but drills yeah. that dude square in the chest. Yeah, so that yeah. one was my fifth. My fourth was for the fucking legend of Jin Alley, oh. Carl Tanner. Carl Tanner. Oh, he was a dick dude. on a Jon Snow bailout. Yeah, that was a Jon Snow bailout, dude. That's not even a good death. It was just Come good, on, just because he's a ridiculous <laughs> character, and I just liked watching him die. I just enjoyed it. He was a funny-ass character. He was, like, talking, too. I think he was saying something about being a legend again, and sword <laughs> just goes through his mouth. I, I take know. any night, any yeah. night in King's Landing. <laughs> just, just such gets, a has-been. Gets pieced. Yeah, so yeah. that one was my fourth. My third was Kyburn, just because, yeah, it was so sudden. And, I don't, man, he just – I love that yeah. one, dude. Just him getting yeeted by the mountain was one of the funniest things I've seen in the show. And that was, that was that funny. <laughs> I really, I thought it was funny. I found a video of it, and I was, I watched it on loop that night after I was cracking oh up. My oh my god! god. <laughs> How are you not mentally insane after just seeing his skull like crush over? And Dude, over it was just crazy. so funny, man. Just because it was just like the thing that he created, and he thought he really could yeah. stop him, and just nah, didn't didn't go that way. Just like that noise over and over again all night, just all night i mean it was like a minute just on loop but oh okay okay yeah and then just the fact man the dude tried to get in the way of clegane bowl and that's that's unforgivable can't do that so yeah <laughs> he got killed real fast for you that you can't get in the way of clegane bowls no hell no oh, fuck. cersei knew yeah and her just skirting by that was hilarious too that so that was my third one and then two was for today is not the day i die Oberyn. <laughs> yes <laughs> just just a brutal death really enjoyed Said on the day he dies yeah on the day that he dies <laughs> <laughs> good one so, right there bro. so that was a good one honestly one of my favorite characters in the show he i wish they could have i wish he could have kept going but great character yeah 
And my first one was Janice Slint. Dis- oh, Janice. Dude oh. was super disrespectful to John as Lord Commander. And it was kind of crazy. Like, it just elevated to the, how that happened. And he was hands down the biggest pussy in the show, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 like, was hiding during the Battle of, battle of Castle Black. He helped kill Ned, which just that, yeah. And he thought he was he yeah. thought he was gonna get out of it too. And he's like saying he yeah, he's friends in the capital. Like no one gave a shit about you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying he was like begging for mercy, and then John still was like, nah, like <laughs> last second he was still trying yeah. to say something. So yeah, yeah. it was just satisfying and it was just out of nowhere kind of a little bit. So I really liked that one. That was the one for me. Besides obviously all the obvious ones, but I didn't put Ramsey's in mind just because we didn't actually see him get eaten. <laughs> so wasn't on screen. What, Dude, you, know, you saw his face get bit. Are you yeah. serious? You see and then you just saw the bite right into his face. I guess, okay, maybe they did show it. They did. Okay, you're right. They did show the bite. That's a good point. I forgot about yeah. that. They did that show that. That was gnarly, okay. dude. It, they see like a couple yeah. chomps like into his face and it's like, ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I hear screaming, God. dude. I know. I was like imagining that. Go. Fuck and he wouldn't die for a long time. Yeah, and then I had some honorable mentions. I had like the Lord of Bones, Death. Just watching Tormund getting tired of his shit and then be- beating him up with his own staff. And then, like, none of their wildlings do anything because they all know this dude's such a dick. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Rick- Rickon was on my honorable mention, too, just for being an idiot and running straight instead of zigzagging. And then I had Tommen, too, just because he's like, no one's going to kill me. <laughs> so then there was the fan votes, too. They're number one. They were kind of close to Luke. So they had one Joffrey. Mm. Two Ramsey, three Walder Frey, four Littlefinger, five was Tywin. That was a good death too. Oh, Tywin's dead, yeah, just yeah, taking yeah. a shit, gets killed. Six Littlefinger too. I had that one on my mind too. Yeah, and then six was Oberyn. Seven they had Hodor. Eight High Sparrow. Night King was nine, and then ten was Rickon for them, and then eleven was Ollie. So and there was like over four hundred <laughs> votes. So thanks, thank you everyone who voted. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks everybody. Okay. Damn, y'all's top five were like just straight characters you hated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just going for ones that yeah, enjoyable ones, yeah. just funny. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving on. That's it for Game of Thrones. Next, we've been talking. We've been saying we're going to talk about it for a bit, just because the cast was crazy. But we want to talk about Dune. Yes. Ross, you want to take that? Yeah. Okay. So Dune. There's a five part or there's five novels that were written in like the 60s and 70s yeah 1965 was when it kicked off so that's based on a feudal society out in space where these families are delegated like planets to take care of and in this in this society religion is so strong that people don't use computers or anything so they rely on this spice from this planet that the main family or the like the protagonist family is on Mm-hmm. And the spice basically enhances your mental capacities. It makes you able to compute a lot of tasks really fast, like a computer kid. Yeah. So they rely heavily on the spice. It's a drug. Even it's like that yeah, limit. Yeah. It's like the limitless yeah. pill. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and it exten- extends human life too. It makes you live longer. But the planet that they get the spice from is extremely hostile. It's pretty barren. It's got like deserts all over it. It's got those dunes. You know, <laughs> and <laughs> then it's got these massive like sandworm creatures, kind of like, <laughs> kind of like the creature from Beetlejuice. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm t- in the beginning of Beetlejuice, where they go outside of the ho- 
they've already died. They go outside of the house and there's they walk into a desert and there's these giant like worm creatures that chase them back in. You guys remember that? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. do you remember the worms from the Jack Black? Are they like the worms from the Jack Black King Kong? Oh, they're way bigger than that. What about like Tremors? Those ones are pretty big. They're eating people. Way bigger. Way those ones like suck on people's arms. The one that I'm talking about are like biggest buildings. Way bigger oh, than Tremors. That's scary. They could swallow cars. They could swallow things bigger than they're huge. And they just Fuck are rough that. in the ground and yeah, they're they're badass. <laughs> yeah, so it's all on this basically you have to go to this you have to go to this planet for the spice is what yeah. you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then like the cast is pretty crazy for this. So it's it's directed by Denise Villeneuve. The cast is led by Timothy Chalamet. And Ooh, he's like a really awful. big up and coming actor. He's gonna be the main yeah. character named Paul. They got Jason Momoa, who's playing the sword master of his house, of Timothy's house. And I think the house I think their name is Atredes. Atredes? Yeah, it's like Atreides or something. Yeah. And then Oscar Isaac is playing Timothy's father. Josh Berlin is the weapon master of this house Ooh. too, and Timothy's character's like mentor. And then Zendaya's yeah. in it too. She's the love interest. Rebecca Ferguson, who is from Mission, she was in the Mission Impossible movies. She's gonna be like his mother, I think, but she's not she's not married to his dad. Some relationship like that where it's they're not they're not together. And Dave Bautista is gonna be in it. Stellan Skarsgard, if you have watched the Chernobyl series, he's one of the main characters in that. He's playing the sort of the villain. Yeah. He's also in Thor, Dark World and Thor. As the professor. Yeah, he is in the Thor movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Javier Bardem is playing a tribe leader. So this cast is like pretty stacked. And this comes out stacked. in 2020. I don't know if there's any cast wow. that is like can even be on this level right now. Maybe that Knives Out movie that Ryan Johnson's directing, The Last Jedi director. His cast for that is pretty yeah. stacked too. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of hype for this. And the director's great. He's the one who did Blade Runner 2049, some other good ones. Arrival. I can't wait to see that cinematography. Yeah. Oh God. And it's supposed to be split into two movies. And right now they're filming out in Jordan, which is where they filmed A New Hope, Star Wars A New Hope. A bunch of other movies have been filmed out there. I think Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road was filmed out there too. So yeah, going to be sweet. Yeah, Fury Road was filmed somewhere with like a lot of salt flats. I think they did some filming in Utah and then, or not in Utah actually. I think they were all deserts overseas mm-hmm. all right so that's it on dune that comes out end of 2020 it's like november late release november, right? yeah, yeah so moving on some more news keanu reeves feels like he's being attached to everything these days he's even gonna appear i guess in the next fast and furious movie but oh, he's what? yeah isn't that isn't that random he's gonna be in that and yeah. apparently yeah. ryan reynolds ryan reynolds is gonna have a cameo good for keanu <laughs> i know he's in everything these days getting that work now yeah, and he's being eyed for a role apparently for the Eternals, which we've talked about a lot mm-hmm. on this pod. That's the one that has Richard Madden and Angelina Jolie as the role as like the leads. Icarus and Cersei. Yeah, they're playing Icarus and Cersei, two of the Eternals. Yeah. So I was gonna ask, what do you guys think about this? I don't know if there's any Eternal you could see him playing. Oh, I I saw one when I was just looking through. I saw one that immediately jumped out. What do you do? You guys have a take on it? I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know too much about the Eternals. Yeah. So I think as far as his look goes, he matches up pretty similarly with Star Fox. Yeah. Thanos' is brother. Thanos' brother. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if he would have the range. He's never played anybody that's like a playboy, has he? Keanu Reeves. 
basically before Thanos and uh, Star Fox f- first initially fight, he's basically like Bruce Wayne on Saturn on Titan. <laughs> huh. I mean, I think he's, he's got that same kind of pow- personality. Yeah, I don't know. I think he could play it, but that's also if he wants to even do this role. Almost. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever seen Keanu's never done a superhero role, really. Mm, I mean, Neo. He's kind of a superhero. He's a yeah. chosen one, baby. The, yeah, in the, yeah. that computer world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. That's a good point. But yeah, I mean, there's like an MCU, like a comedy sort of take on it. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I would still see 100% see it with Keanu Reeves. He's kind of almost getting yeah. to this point where I'm going to go see anything that he's in. That kind of actor. Oh, I, I love him. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. So. He's kind of getting that legendary status. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So I would I would go see this movie if he was in it. I'm, I think I'm going to see it either way. I really like Richard Madden like the MCU, yeah. like Angelina Jolie. But yeah, so I, it looks like they're definitely trying to swing for some more big-time actors because they know, hey, we're launching a new franchise. Got to go gotta go big with it. I'm down on it. Yep, I'm game. Okay, big news that came out yesterday. Quentin Tarantino has hired a writer to make a Django-Zorro crossover. Interesting. It's going to be based off a comic series that is taking place after Django Unchained. Thoughts on this, boys? It sounds pretty. I'm pretty into it. After Django, yeah, yeah. Zoro is gonna be old as dirt. What the hell? No, no, no. It would be a younger no. Zoro. I was well. I was just looking it up before this. Oh, you're talking about like Antonio Banderas? Oh no, I was talking about Zoro himself. Because Django takes place in 1858, and Zoro takes place between 1769 and 1821. From what I looked up, yeah, they must have they must have warped that world a little bit. They must have, yeah. Yeah, had to have, but I, I'm into it. I'm down on it though. That sounds cool. Yeah. I would always. I, I want another Django movie. So and then you throw Zorro in it. I love Zorro. Yeah. <laughs> They'd have to recast. Damn. Who would you want to see play him? I was. I was thinking like Pedro Pascal. Honestly. Oh, I was gonna say oh, Oscar Isaac. That's maybe. a good one. I'm fucking damn Zach. Yes. Yeah. That's a great one. What do you guys think about Oscar Isaac? Possibly. I like Oscar Isaac too, but I uh, I think Pedro Pascal. You just that that's Zorro to me if I if I had to pick someone dude yeah Pedro Pascal yeah. Oscar Isaac I could see it yeah but uh yeah he's like a, a younger Zorro I feel like Pedro dude Pascal Pedro Pascal, Pascal a, was so per- that's perfect yep yep Pedro Pascal would be sick mm-hmm. you down on that Luke Pedro Pascal 100 all right I'm sticking with Oscar Isaac that's my go-to guy stick with you again son <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay, moving on. So another trailer. This is the only trailer we're talking today. It was for Ford vs. Ferrari, starring Christian Bale, Matt Damon, my man Johnny B, Johnny Bernthal, aka The Punisher. It's directed by yes. <laughs> directed by James Mangold, who he directed Wolverine. Before that, he directed like Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma. He did or not, he did doing Logan them. too. Sorry, he did Logan. That was his last movie. And yeah. then he did the previous Wolverine movie also. He's just a really good director. Yeah. I think he was even, wasn't he Academy? Yeah, really he was Academy nominated for even Logan, right? For best adapted screenplay. So yeah. just good writer. Wasn't he rumored to do a, a Boba Fett movie too? He was connected at one point, yeah. But I think, yeah. I feel like the Boba Fett story for now kind of got absorbed into the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And he's he's worked with Christian Bale before too in 310 to Yuma. Yeah. So. Oh, true. Got some chemistry there. Yeah. What'd you guys think about the trailer? Yeah, it looked fucking sick, dude. Dude, the cast is stacked for one. Yeah, yeah. The director and the cast just make everything like hella good. Yeah. Like Henry Ford at the end. Henry Ford the second. He's like, 
I'll like cry. That was dope. Matt Damon just looks at him and he's like, yep. Yeah. 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 So Carol Shelby, that's the dude um, who developed the Shelby Mustangs with Ford. So he had his Carol Shelby at his own company. Mm-hmm. And then when he teamed up with Ford to make their racing team for the Le Mans 24 hour, they ended up creating this production uh Shelby Mustang but that's not what that's not what they raced with was it Shelby GT or it's well their first the very first one was the uh Shelby GT 350 oh, okay that was dropped in 1965 but but the car they raced with was a different car the car they raced with was like is called the GT 40 yeah we'll specialize for racing right yeah, yeah yeah specialized for like a 24 hour race damn and they really made that shit in like 3 months or whatever he said 90 days that's insane yeah yeah that movie looks good you know what's crazy too is that they put a hundred million budget on this movie 100 million budget. 100 million that's what it's reported budget so (laughs) like that's a lot of money you got to make back i was about to say that's a lot but yeah but you got they got some big names yeah i was gonna say with a cast like this and dude like all the people in this you're gonna have all the car nuts going out like dude they have like John Berthal playing Lee Iacocca. Like he's like one of the fucking biggest car execs of the 20th century. Yeah. Like, you just got big names all around, like in the characters and in the people playing him. It's going to. Yeah. Be- I have full faith. They can make this bad. I just thought that was crazy. When I saw it, I was like, damn, a hundred million for a movie based in the sixties. That's nuts. Yeah. And originally Tom Cruise and Brad well, dude, Pitt. All the cars, bro. Think about having to lease all those fucking cars. They had to find, Find like the original Shelby Cobras to lease, and they had to find replicas of the fucking Mark 40s or the GT 40s mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, for and sure. It, was, it looked like there was a lot of explosions happening too, like yeah. car explosions, so that could also factor. Yeah, in. there's probably gonna be a couple races in this for sure. Yeah, just getting the leases for all those cars probably fucking costed racks. <laughs> it's believable. And and originally this movie was supposed to have Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. They were supposed to be those roles. Big switch oh. up. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like Christian Bale in it though more because he can actually use like his yeah. accent. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard him in, yeah. a, in like yeah. a movie with his own accent in a while. Well, if that, I think that was his accent. The guy was UK writer, right? Driver. Yeah, he's from the UK. Well, yeah, but not all UK accents are the same. No, I know that's what I was saying. He might have had a British yeah. accent. I I don't know. I don't. I can't remember his yeah. Welsh accent. I don't know. I I need to fucking hear. I I don't know if I've heard Christian Bale just like talk like normal guy. Yeah, I only ever hear it when you go to like when he goes to the Oscars or the Emmys or something. Gets an gets an usually, award. Yeah. <laughs> he usually sounds kind of angry <laughs> in the interviews. Does he? I need to look up. Some Maybe not angry, but just like really focused. Maybe he's on Adderall. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, all right. We all we all down on this movie. So let's move on. Next, we're going to do our Godzilla reviews. So if you haven't listened, you should tune out. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on our next pod. We're going to do, forget. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah, we're going to do the first yeah, episode Black of Black Mirror. Mirror with Miley Cyrus. We'll probably do one of those each episode over the next couple of weeks, as well as reviewing whatever else we're going to review. But okay, yeah. Thanks, y'all. So Godzilla reviews. Ross, you want to go first? Sure. I'll send it. Okay, so my verdict was Godzilla and the Monsters were awesome and all the people were not very awesome (laughs) so that's the easy way to put it yeah a lot of the character arcs a lot of the character stories felt kind of like a distraction to what godzilla and the monsters were doing i mean they were kind of related with the whole family losing the son because of godzilla's attack in 2014 but then after that it just felt like you know 
the dad going and he's filming wolves now. Like, what are you doing with your fucking life? There's monsters rampaging around and you're up in Canada filming wolves. I don't know. I just, that's a kinda, lot of this stuff. kind of nitpicky, but okay, yeah. Bro, th- dude, that's what some how some people deal with shit. Yeah, I'm no, I'm just saying a lot of the characters and stuff seemed irrelevant to what was happening with the monsters. Yeah. And I felt like a lot of the writing and acting for the characters could have been better. Maybe it would have helped sell their stories. Maybe not like the writing of what the characters were doing, but the actual dialogue of the characters themselves could come off. Yeah, the dialogue. It was the dialogue that was bad for me too. When Mark arrives at the uh, underwater monitoring base for Godzilla, he's just yelling. He's like, we need to kill that thing. Like, (laughs) it just seems so fake. I was like, whoa, dude, like, chill the fuck out. You're the one that went to fucking bumfuck to go snap pigs. (laughs) Like, you're just randomly coming into this huge secret military operation and just start yelling at you. (laughs) Yeah. He's just yelling. I was like, okay, this is so, like, absurd and fake and silly. And then, like, remember what Bryce was saying? He's like, when Emma stopped the, the car... While she was driving, she's like, what did you say? And then he's like, I I said I wouldn't want, I'd run away from home too. And they're like, oh, home. Oh, my God. like so dumb. Like it had that (laughs) That stupid scene. I don't know why I had to have the scene of the main characters driving around in a car while massive monsters are fighting. Like in 2012 when John Cusack drove that limo across the earthquake in in, in, uh, Los Angeles. (laughs) That was bullshit too. Yeah, why do they do that? I don't, I don't get it. They just think it's entertaining. Okay, the only and then the other thing was and then Madison just going along with her mother's plan, like her mother's plan wasn't gonna fuck the earth up in the first place. Like, what did you yeah. think? <laughs> that plan, it's it, they. I feel like they didn't build up that plan either for that character. Yeah, they just dropped it. It was like, oh shit! Like all, all right. of a sudden, okay, I'm on board with this. It took me about <laughs> yeah, I was ten minutes, and now I'm on board. yeah Yeah. dude for real and like half the half the time i was just thinking i was like she's still a hostage but i didn't even realize until they like explained it to me i was like oh shit okay this is her plan too charles dance dance's character wasn't that great to me either he didn't have much to do some other stuff this one's kind of nitpicky i feel like but just rodan when he was spinning in the air and wiping all those jets Although that was a cool scene, it didn't really make any sense as far as his physics because I feel like if any flying <laughs> creature did that, they would just plummet straight into the water. <laughs> like if he, he's talking physics I'm just saying, and shit. He took like three or two and a half or three spins and he's just flying straight as an arrow, barely even losing elevation. We're talking about fucking monsters here that defying all this shit. <laughs> okay, I know Godzilla defies physics as well. Just their existence defies physics. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like they can set up rules for these things that aren't real. But then once they set it up, they have to make them believable. I love that scene, all of it. I thought no, I thought the the shot, like I said, I thought the shot itself was dope, but it didn't really make that much sense when I when I saw it. Ross, you're too smart for the movie. He caught that parachute out of the air. It's hilarious. That was sick. Yes. That whole scene, though. That was wild. I'm surprised he Chasing did everything down. That was sweet. I wish I could see what their vision looks like. Like, what yeah. are they seeing in infrared? Are they seeing, like, fucking, I don't know. Who knows what You want seeing? that Hitchcock, Hitchcock angle? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just talking about, I just want to know what the monsters are yeah. seeing. Yeah, seeing, like, visible know? light spectrum, infrared, x-ray. Yeah. 
something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Just to some see predator see. vision. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know. Like when he caught that fucking dude that ejected, I was like, oh, poor guy. How did he even see that dude? I know. He's probably like an ant. He's him. right below him. <laughs> yeah. All of the the scale of this movie was so sick. Just so sick. All of the yeah. all the monster battles, awesome. Thought those were pretty 100%. cool. And I thought all the designs on the the kaiju's on all the monsters looked good, except for Ghidorah's was pretty good. But something about the faces just felt a little off to me. They were like look fuzzy or something. I don't know. I don't know if you guys felt that way. But no, they looked a little weird. Okay, so I thought of two different ways I would want to go with this movie. That I think I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good movie. But I <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna. Go you for always it. have your alternate <laughs> endings. I just I thought of it. something that I thought would be cool. So okay. one of them was focus more on the effects of these monsters, which they did to some degree. But I wanted. I thought it would be cool if they went all in, just on the monsters, like their effects on the psyche of the world's population. So if stuff like this would was happening in the real real world, there would definitely be like cults and stuff like that, and all these extremists, which Charles Dance's character was an extremist. And there was Vera Farmiga's character who was an extremist. But I feel like I wanted them to focus on that stuff more. Like people worshiping them, people following around the kaijus. That could have been cool if they would, would just like focus on oh how they react to the monster attacks. And then besides that, just make it all monster stuff. Besides, I didn't really buy into the whole family like drama they were creating it just felt like unnecessary. Like, why am I watching this? I don't even want to be watching these stupid human characters. I just want to be watching monsters. And then wait, wait, hang on, hang ending. on. So you wanted you watching monsters, but then you want to see more of the humans? Because I wouldn't, I didn't want to see any more human shit. I, I definitely want more monsters. <laughs> no, I'm saying the way it currently is set up, I did not care about the character, the human characters at all. Okay, I got you. For everything, yeah, for everything on the human side. If they had to include humans, then yeah, just make it more focused on what I was saying. I see. I think you're saying alternatively, yeah. but my main ending, which I would have rather had, was to make the movie from the perspective of Godzilla and kind of make him the main character, basically, and build him up as a character and build him up as somebody the audience can get invested in, and then have all the humans as kind of background characters. So Godzilla could be doing these things and in the background, ideally in these really big wide shots, you would be able to see the effects it has on humanity. I think that would be really cool to actually be invested into the character of Godzilla and see like his trials and his perspective of him fighting against these other monsters. I thought that would have been more interesting, mainly just because I, I probably because I hated all of the human characters in this, <laughs> but yeah, that- <laughs> hey, I like Dr. Sirizawa, right? Dude, even him. I loved character. him in the first one, but even him in this one, I was just like, "No, dude, we will be the pits." <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Or, or when he approaches Godzilla in the underwater radiation pocket, I <laughs> yeah. was like, "Damn, dude!" Like that was a baller. This move. is the last thing he's seeing. He get, and he's touching Godzilla. That's sick. <laughs> I know, dude. I was like, "This is the sickest death <laughs> yeah. ever." I'd be tripping balls, probably peeing my pants, and just dying of radiation Godzilla, at the like, same time. Yeah. <laughs> getting roasted alive from yeah. your insides yeah. out. Holy hell! That's some Chernobyl shit right there. I know. Yeah. That's the problem with with Chernobyl is <laughs> watching that out the whole time. Just like this dude would have fried walking up those stairs. Yeah, he would yeah. have to drop. I know. I was yeah. about. He would to have say. to drop that nuke on the first step. He would have never been able to get close enough. If he made it. And like all 
all the people in the cities For and real. stuff just getting destroyed by radiation. Yeah. Anybody that yeah, anybody that was out there would die from that. I know. I was going to say, I was watching that, and I was like, damn, if this was real life, there ain't no way. <laughs> you still can't beat his line from the 2014 one where he's like, let them fight. You know, that that's a yeah, sick line. legendary line. And then, did you guys want to talk about favorite fights or favorite monster scenes or anything like that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so my favorite fight was, it was between Godzilla versus Ghidorah in the first time they fought versus the second time they fought but in Antarctica I really liked yeah that was my favorite one that Antarctica fight because that in my opinion was such a cool location to have a monster fight like that just with all the the Antarctic shelves and glacial shelves just cracking under the weight of their battle and the scale of it was amazing oh my god yeah and it, it was it was awesome. it really showed you like how big Ghidorah King Ghidorah was too compared to even yeah fucking Godzilla, Godzilla. who's 355 feet tall yeah. <laughs> no that wasn't Godzilla in his final form though no it wasn't but I mean does he get larger no his or does he just yeah he looked like he, his yes, height he stays did. the same I think it might get thicker mm-hmm. no Prom- way. I promise you some mass maybe Dude, it, I swear to, I promise you that I swear to God, it, didn't he get bigger, Ross? He looks like he's thicker. I thought. Damn, bro, we should put out a poll. Did Godzilla level, <laughs> he did level up? up? Oh, he one hundred percent. But I don't think he gained up. any height. That's not... in size wise though, dude. He, dude, he definitely got bigger. I feel like he got wider. I don't know if he got taller. I think he got taller. Oh, also the Mothra versus Rodan fight was pretty cool too. That one was sick. Mothra's beast. Luke, any? Yeah. Okay. Luke, anything for you? Anything more? Oh. Yeah, sorry, Ross. I kind of hijacked some of Bro, your. You're fucking good. Review. That was nice. <laughs> but yeah, I already said all the things about the dialogue. Yeah, dialogue was shitty trash. <laughs> but yeah, that's not what we're here to see. We're here to see fucking monsters getting wily. So, oh, when Godzilla goes fucking thermonuclear and roasts the shit out of Ghidorah, yeah. that was yeah. badass. That was badass. Also, when fucking Ghidorah, or sorry, I mean, when uh, Rodan, when he first fucking rises out of the fucking volcano and like spreads his wings, that was so dope. <laughs> and then there's that fight with all the uh, monarch forces. Yeah. And then Ghidorah and Godzilla end up having the fight. And then fucking Ghidorah's on the mountain now and he's like 10 times as big and then his head grows back. That was fucking wild. I'm tripping balls. Yeah. And then fucking oh, and then Rodan flying through that city and like all wind that he makes. Gale force, yeah. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I was like, what in the <laughs> fuck? That was probably my favorite when Ghidorah, after fighting Godzilla, goes up on the mountain and spreads his wings. Cause I was just like, damn, this motherfucker's a that bad shot was awesome. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I think that was the best shot of the of movie. The movie. Zach. Yeah, so I I was there. I was positively surprised just like how much lore they put in this movie. You know, Mothra and Godzilla—they were like in a symbiotic relationship. That's from all the movies. The oxygen destroyer. When they said that, I was like, no fucking way that they brought that back because that's what that was sick. that's what killed Godzilla in like the OG 1954 movie. So when they yeah. did that, I was like, holy yeah. shit, they might actually kill him. But then I was trying to remember. I was like, okay, wait, he starts to fight Ghidorah again, so he's got to come back somehow. But and then. Ghidorah being an alien, that was cool. That's from the that's from the movies too. And then yeah. I just Castle Bravo, too. Yeah, there was so much just little just a ton of that shit, just a bunch of lore and yeah. cool Easter eggs. And then we got some cool original monsters if they want to keep going. You know, we didn't get to see much of them in this movie, but if they want to continue the monster verse after Godzilla vs. Kong, then they might have set some of that up. We'll see. I wish they had wish they had we had got to see a little bit more of that 
And I did like the whole post-credit scene hyping up Godzilla vs. Kong. They even threw in that line, what's the king to the god, which is a big meme for all this shit. And then, like you guys were saying, that first battle in Antarctica between Godzilla and Ghidorah, that was fucking badass. That got me into the movie because after that, I was getting all pissed off. I was like, okay, clearly this girl, is, she's in on this shit, whatever. If this is what gets me to the monster fights, then I'm with it. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> I really like that they didn't make the kaijus all one-dimensional beasts, but they gave them some personality, especially like King Ghidorah. Yeah. I enjoyed just throughout the movie, the interplay yeah. between the three heads. I thought that was cool to show that like, oh, they kind of all have their own personality a little bit. He was kind of playful and shit. Like he'd play with his prey. Yeah. Or they'd like fuck with each other. Yeah, they yeah. were just messing with each other through the whole movie. And then the music was oh. pretty well done in certain scenes. And I know what you're, that, scene, that scene where Godzilla comes out and it's like, go, see yeah and it's just like chanting that seems and sick. i think i love that music. some of that is a callback i think to some of the original movies they use some of that stuff yeah the drum the drums and chanting there i think it was in there in the first rodan attack and then in the final battle scene that was that that's what you're talking about right ross when they did that chant oh i'm talking about the first time like godzilla yeah. comes out of the ice oh yeah yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah then there's something at the end it's too. like chanting godzilla's name yeah yeah and then i think the best scenes for me were that first fight with Rodan and the humans where he's chasing him over the ocean and the Antarctic scene, obviously that one was great. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Maybe not funny, but just at first I was thinking, okay, they're not even going to, the humans aren't going to be that big of a deal because they just like smushed that girl out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, she was kind of a main character, but she's gone now. So maybe that's what will keep happening. We won't have to focus much on the humans going forward. And then I really liked the burning Godzilla scene in the end. That was awesome. That was a cool callback to the movies. Yeah. Some more pros I had, just the CGI and visuals were were gorgeous. That full shot of Mothra extending her wings, Ghidorah on top of the mountain while you guys were saying, and then that first shot of Zilla and Ghidorah in Antarctica. When they when they said they were going to improve the monster fights over the first Godzilla movie, like they weren't kidding. They did that. I thought all that lived up to it. And I still think out of the three MonsterVerse movies, I'm still going to say I think Kong, Kong Skull Island was the best one. But this was no way. I think so, in my opinion. Damn. In my opinion, that was by far the worst one. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I just thought, like, I liked the first one, but I the first Godzilla movie, I wish they had showed more Godzilla. Is They were kind of hiding him the whole movie, and that's what we were there for. They were introducing him, though. You yeah, know? but I still wish they had done it just a little more a little more Godzilla. Because there was even a... Hey, well, now, now we yeah, got him. Because there was even a part in that movie, I think, where they're showing the fight on, like, TV screens and other shit. And I was like, come yeah. on. Like, <laughs> just, just cut to it if you're already there. And, and then I liked all the designs that are super accurate to the Toho films. I also liked just they showed the cities of just like God's people worshiping Godzilla. Like this shit's been happening for hundreds, hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. I wish we got to see more of that city somehow. I don't know. They kind of just zo- zipped in and zipped same, out. Dude, same. It was like some Atlanta shit. Yeah. yeah. And then I was kind of confused how they got there and then they just exited super easy. Like when it, when it was super hard to get there and they got caught through a whirlwind. Not, I don't know. I didn't try to think about it too much. And then some cons, like you guys were saying, the humans were fucking trash, especially Bradley Whitford character. He's the dad from Get Out. He was that scientist guy. He Nothing that he, any joke he made, it just annoyed me. I didn't think anything landed with him. Yes. And then the dude from the Verizon commercials didn't like his character either. They could have got rid of both those characters for sure. I didn't care for the family plot line, like you guys were saying. Emma's, Emma's motivation just kind of flip-flopping. Like at first she's, Okay, yeah, let's get revenge. I'm going to get revenge because my son died. Then later in the film, she just backtracks. Like, the plan was still technically working out. Monsters were killing everyone. And I don't know. I didn't like that. 
And then, like I said, Charles Dance's character, he felt wasted. Hopefully he gets a bigger role in Godzilla vs. Kong. The only human characters I slightly enjoyed was like what you guys were saying was Ken Watanabe and then Ice Cube's son. I liked some of his parts. But... <laughs> <laughs> He had like three lines. I, I, I liked him though. I liked it. Right. But honestly, you could remove every single human scene in this film and I didn't think it would lose like anything of substance. I didn't get the complaints. Like all the reviews we were reading before said that they needed more human stuff. And I, dude, they needed way less. Less. Yeah. No, less. less. Dude, someone should make a super cut of all the fight scenes <laughs> from like Godzilla. Oh, that's, the last Godzilla. That's definitely it's, happening. Make it, Ross. Let's do it. When the movie comes out and we get <laughs> HD footage, let's do it. Would not be hard. that would be honestly cool. Yeah, and then I was I felt misled, man, because the director he even said they wouldn't cut from the fight scenes and the big battles, and they fucking did that. Like they did. Yeah, there was that part where where finally yeah. I was like, okay, Ghidorah and Godzilla, I'm gonna get like ten minutes of just fucking them throwing each other into the Fenway Park and all these other buildings, and it just cuts to Millie Bobby yeah. Brown crying dude. again. I was like, what the fuck is this? It kept cutting the the human shit. I dude, every time that happened, I looked at Luke and I was like, I don't give a fuck about yeah. these people i know that was so <laughs> was annoying so annoyed dude, so that, annoying. that was supposed to be the scene that they built up and it's like we didn't need any of that shit because you knew they were going to be fine the humans were i didn't care about like i did not care if any of them died and i thought they overhyped mothra a little bit because she didn't even kill rodan in the end but she did sacrifice herself and then they kind of overhyped the other monsters a little bit with all the marketing that kind of went viral for this movie they were saying hey there's 17 titans yeah. Yeah, in the movie, and they showed him the trailers. They do yeah, they showed him the trailers. They showed that yeah. one like crawl up out of the ground and all that. And looking back, like the trailers probably showed sixty, maybe even more, seventy percent of of their footage from the film. I don't know. I just wish we got to see more of the monsters, maybe even just destroying shit around the world. Just like an all-out brawl, yeah. oh, a battle royale. They didn't. Yes. I just didn't even have to see them fighting each other. Just them destroying things. Just not on like TV footage. Did you guys ever play that Godzilla game on GameCube? No. Oh, that game was sick. It was just a battle royale Godzilla game where you could pick any Godzilla monster and then just rampage in the city and like mess <laughs> each other up. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was. It was really fun. Okay, so what'd you guys give this film out of 100? 1 to 100 Ooh, scale. I was a little rough on it. Not too bad. You always, you always, of course, you're rough on it. It's all good. Me too. So you go first, Ross. I went with 61. Jesus. Just because. I felt like the cinematography, monster battles, all of that, it probably took a lot of work to make this movie. I mean, it had to have. So I respect that. I just really did not like the human aspect of the story, really at all, honestly. So that kind of... 61, you said? Yeah, 61. Luke? I gave it 85 out of 100. It was was fucking sick. Dang, I... All the fighting, cinematography. Yeah, like that Godzilla chanting, that was so dope. That literally gave me fucking goosebumps when he was Chills. like and when he was walking to shore and he had all the fucking fighter jets behind him i was like oh jesus christ so that was pretty cool i mean and i can dismiss the the plot line and i didn't know that the like you said zach i didn't know the director was gonna he said that he said at least he's not gonna do any cutaways so i don't know it was exactly what i expected it to be so yeah i mean the cutaways were kind of annoying but the action was between the monsters was dope so i like yeah it. It just said full on monsters, no cutaways, that kind of stuff was his quote. And I was like, okay, that's fucking <laughs> awesome. And so yeah, I gave I gave the film a sixty seven out of a hundred. Jesus. And it was just <laughs> dude, the fucking humans, man. Like if you're gonna make it that big of a deal, 
than just how they tried to make them so important. It has to be a good human storyline, and it wasn't, and they should have known, okay, it's not, so we should try to cut back on all this a little bit, focus yeah. more on the monsters. And yeah, just all the cutaways at the end. I just felt, I don't know, I had a lot of hype for this movie and felt a little disappointed. So yeah, it wasn't, mm. didn't give it that high of a score. Yeah, I remember, Zach, <laughs> yeah, I remember we were insanely hyped for this movie. Why were you so hyped for it? <laughs> Dude, I just I mean, love Godzilla, man. Godzilla. I love Godzilla. It's going to be a good fucking mo- I was like excited for the movie, but I wasn't like, oh, this Wait, I thought it was, and then just all the reviews, just the reviews saying it needed more humans. So I was like, okay, great. So there's no <laughs> fucking humans, and then there was still too much. I didn't, I did not get those reviews. I didn't get mm-hmm. why people were complaining about that. So I went in with a different idea of what I, I guess what I thought was going to be. King Ghidorah was so badass. I like he it. was Ghidorah. All the monsters were awesome Facts. for sure. They carried the movie. Obviously. The behemoth one, that one was crazy. Yeah, um, woolly mammoth, bro. I know. I just wish we got to see him in action a little bit. That's that's another thing. Sweeping those tusks, just like wiping no. people out. Half like ape, half. It's got those big woolly mammoth tusks, you know? Yeah, that was a completely original one that they made. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that one was kind of goofy, honestly. I thought that one would have wrecked shit hard. The mountain <laughs> would have wrecked shit. Dude, the mountain one? Just like imagine living there yeah. your whole life and then the fucking mountain you grew up just next to. Just starts moving. Just gets up and walks away. God Dude, damn. that mountain probably has so many like... Beer, bears, deer, and elk up on it. <laughs> <laughs> just like freaking out. Up there. Yeah, you you could probably live up on that and just never even notice. You just walk yeah. around on the back. Until the earthquake happens, yeah. It's kind of like that giant lion turtle from Avatar The Last Airbender. A little bit, if you guys remember that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. dude. So I was going to ask, like, what other, before we get into the fan questions, what kaiju would you like to see pop up in the monster verse if it continues, if it mm. still goes forward, if any? Wait, so pre-existing kaiju from Godzilla, or so? Yeah, let me add. Okay, so two, so pre-existing kaiju, and then like, what real life legend like monster mythology. would you? Yeah, in real yeah. life, would you want to see get brought in? Luke, you want to lead it off, or you want me to? You can do either, either or. You got it. Okay, so for the in universe kaiju i would want to see destroya in it yes yeah destroy would be sick because destroya is basically the opponent that's supposed to kill godzilla and he was created from the oxygen destroyer which they use in this one the one that they use which basically killed godzilla and then in the original 1954 one the oxygen destroyer was used to kill godzilla and then the rate like the mutation from that caused these cells these really ancient precambrian cells to mutate into destroya and so they could easily do that in future movies it's set up right there yeah they set it up yeah for sure destroy is cool he's definitely one of his like biggest enemies and he can kind of like shapeshift and shit he turns into a bunch of different versions of himself yeah oh another thing that i think they set up as well with that easter egg with charles dance was the three-headed mecha go- or not godzilla three-headed Mecha Ghidorah. That's another monster from canon where it's Mecha Godzilla or Mecha Ghidorah head, and then it's got the two King Ghidorah heads. So he could use that head to control the rest of the mech, basically. Yeah. But I don't know if I would want them necessarily to go in that direction because the mechs are kind of goofy. It could be really <laughs> hard to pull off. <laughs> but if they could pull it off, I'm down. I'm all down for it. So just the mythology one would be Cthulhu. I don't know if this counts. I don't know. Can you put Cthulhu in here? Explain 
Cthulhu. Okay, so Cthulhu is an ancient one. He's from H.P. Lovecraft's writing. He's from space. He's a part of this big order of ancient ones. He's a giant. I don't even know how to describe him. He's described very weirdly in all the books I've read about him. But he has like squid tentacles for a face. He's bat wings. He's massive. He's psychic abilities. Basically, there's a cult in the books that H.P. Lovecraft wrote that believes that Cthulhu is going to come and enslave all of humanity. And so basically the cult just worships him in hopes that they won't be killed by Cthulhu and they can become his slaves. You can't really resist him because of his psychic abilities. He can control massive amounts of people. And I think he would be cool to be like more of a mental battle for Godzilla rather than a physical battle. I don't know if they, they would never bring that in, but it would, it would be cool to bring in something at least like that, similar to Cthulhu, mm-hmm. Yeah, where it opposes Godzilla in a different way than the traditional kaiju. Luke? Luke? Never say never, Ross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of fucking monsters out there. From legend or lore, I was thinking, well, Godzilla was became a thing back in the 50s. And like in the 50s, they had a lot of those like giant bug movies too. Just like, yeah. I don't know, maybe they could have yeah. Mantis or something rise out of the jungle or something or Tarantula come out of fucking nowhere. So you're just saying a, a giant insect. Some kind of, yeah, fucking insect. Or arachnid. They got Scylla. Yeah. Scylla's that big tarantula-looking... Big spider-looking thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. This one. But that's not like an actual insect. That's just some weird type. I mean, pretty similar, oh, The though. only thing that I can think of that's, that's similar to King Kong is like the Yeti that could be as big as King Kong cool. and still be hidden somewhere. The Yeti, maybe. Who knows? I think The Rock would be cool in there, too. Not Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but <laughs> ROC, a rock bird. They're a European myth. They're just a basically a massive bald eagle that has like a hundred foot wingspan, and they have they're like thunderbirds or some shit like that. How cool. how how big was the Cloverfield monster? Dude, Clover, do you guys know? About as large as the Statue of Liberty. So he was massive. Yeah, he's like a hundred. Or it it was massive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was it. You're right because it produced asexually. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead with your Zach. Then I got a question for y'all. I was gonna say you took mine. Oh, I destroy you. Oh, okay. I'd love to see destroy it, and yeah. I th- I think that you could even make him somehow out of Ghidorah's head at the end. Yeah, just maybe just take his DNA and make something because he looked like a dragon in some of his variations. So that was mine. That was your route. You're going with it. Mm-hmm. Well, if they had Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot, bring Bigfoot in. He would have. To I wonder. Hundred foot tall Bigfoot. <laughs> They did drop this like Easter egg map before the movie came out, and I can't remember. I know that they teased like the Loch Ness monster on it, and they did do something another thing in America, but I can't remember what what else they teased. Bigfoot, bro. And in the movie, they had big world scan, and there's probably like almost a hundred of them. All those little dots all over. There's so many. Yeah. If you go to the monarch.com website, they have they update it. It's just yeah, they update it with just incidents happening around. So they could they could do a bunch of stuff. I didn't wait. That's a thing. I swear yeah. to God, yeah. yeah. No Monarch. way. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah, they built it for the movie. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I was going to ask, okay, so what big movie monster, like what other movie monster could realistically defeat this Godzilla? Is there anyone? I'd... Anyone. About the Pacific Rim stuff, maybe? Yeah, that, that could be included. And that's that's owned by Legendary and Warner Bros, the rights. And they, I guess they had an Easter egg for it in the books, in the art book to go with it, that I didn't catch. 
I don't know if they're going to really bring that in. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But you think any of the Pacific Rim kaiju are going to take on Godzilla with that atomic breath? Like that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know nasty. if he can beat Godzilla. Yeah. I can't. I he's honestly. A, he's a badass. I can't really think of anyone that can beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Cthulhu. Maybe. Maybe oh, Kong, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. What do you think, Luke? Oh, shit. I don't know. I'm looking at monarch.com. <laughs> I knew you this... were. <laughs> Damn, dude. This is wild. It's pretty sick that they yeah, yeah. That they're updating all that shit. That's that's cool that they did that. I like it. I know. I assume they're going to continue it all the way through Kong yeah. Got first Godzilla and it, whatever they had planned after, if they had anything planned after. All right, moving on. So we got some fan cues. The first one was from Echo Zidane. How can Godzilla stand in the ocean? <laughs> What? Luke, you got a take on this, right? Well, first of all, he's 355 feet tall. And also, the ocean's on uneven ground. But also, he's got a big-ass tail that fucking doubles his body length. So he could have just been, you know, flippering in the water. Like, that tail's big Like a dolphin. Yeah. yeah. So if you're undulating that tail back and forth, it would push you up above the water. Yeah. So I thought. Yeah. I mean, the ocean gets deep, though. Like it does, yeah. 20,000 feet, 40,000 feet deep. I can't remember where the water line was. Dude, in the fucking deepest part, bud. Yeah, but I thought that that's what I was saying. Like, the part that I was thinking of when he asked this was just when he pops up out of his lair under there, and, and it had to have been pretty deep. Yeah. So that was where I was thinking. I was like, okay, that there's not <laughs> to me, that's kind of a plot oh. hole. But I didn't really think about it, you know. Then just moved on, whatever. It's Godzilla. Go, go, Godzilla. Okay. Dude, but he could probably cruise so quick in the water. Oh, Godzilla's hauling. Yeah. His tail. He moves, yeah. He moves like 40 knots. That's his speed. Oh, okay. That's kind of a plot Yeah, hole. they did. They talked about it last movie. Quick boy. Yeah. But not that quick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So at Szechuan, I'm curious about the discovered egg teaser in the end of the credits. Is that another Ghidorah? That to me looked like Mothra's egg design from the old Toho movies. And I feel like that would make sense that they'd bring back Mothra. That's like Godzilla's biggest ally. No way, baby well, Godzilla. Usually, baby Godzilla Junior. Well, besides baby Godzilla, Godzilla Junior. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, other this than is always his faithful. own kin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, but what I was saying is just that she's kind of been his ally. There's been some movies where they went against each other, but it looks like in this movie at least, or this universe, they're setting up that they're allies. Yeah. Baby, baby Godzilla is the OG ally though. Yeah, Godzilla Junior. Yeah. Do you, do you remember watching those old ones with Godzilla Jr. and all that? He looked like Barney. Yeah, dude. Me. Godzilla Jr. died in one. Yeah, I was sad. I was sad, dude. And then he gets brought back to life. He gets killed by yeah. Destroya. He gets brought back in like some kind of weird... Is it like an egg or some shit? I don't even know. He gets brought back in the one that I remember. It's because Godzilla... So Godzilla gets... He gets his fire... God, he becomes fire Godzilla yeah. in this one. And it's from a volcano that... He somehow gets it from a volcano. And then in the end, it starts melting Godzilla, and he he like brings back baby Godzilla, not baby, sorry, Godzilla Junior. He like transfers his energy to bring him back, and then Godzilla Junior becomes the new Godzilla after they kill Destroya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's how that one went. He puts a ton of monsters in that one. I think it takes yeah. eight minutes to get from the bottom of the ocean to the surface, just swimming straight up. Did you just yeah, do that math 8. yourself? Six minutes ish. Damn. At forty knots. At forty knots, if he's nice speed, if he's thirty six thousand two hundred feet below, for sure, well, dude, that's <laughs> okay. forty six miles per hour. That's fast. yeah, that's fast. He, yeah. I mean, he's moving fast he's in there, yeah, and he can he can cut through anything. It's big, yeah, a big can boy cut under the earth's <laughs> mantle. It's a big boy. That's a unit. <laughs> he is a unit, straight up. Sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> no, nah, no worries. 
will Godzilla vs. Kong end the series? And I can answer this one real yeah. quick. So Legendary said several months back that they do have plans to extend the series. But I don't know. Like this movie, it's not faring as well as the box office as you would expect for a Godzilla movie. I think it opened to $49 million in America and that was oh, below really? projections. That's a bummer. Yeah. And it was like projected like 60 mil, a little bit under 60 mil. And overall it made $181 million, which is – it sounds pretty good. But all the other Godzilla – like the other Godzilla movie over – it opened to over 200 million and I think it was the lowest of the three movies. And then in comparison, like the first Godzilla movie that made 91 million in its first weekend. And then even Godzilla or sorry, Kong, Kong Skull Island that made 61 million. So this was like the worst opening Damn. of it. And then, yeah, so there's all those factors too. And I think their budget was 200 million for this Whoa. movie. So they have almost made their budget back at least. Yeah. <sighs> but you want to double your budget yeah. at least maybe triple for a big scale thing like this. Plus Toho, the company, that owns the Godzilla rights and is lending it to Warner Bros. and Legendary. They have their own plan now. They want to start a Godzilla universe after the rights are distribu- are sent back to them, which is in 2021, I believe. And right now they're buying properties in, in the Hollywood area. So they want to like, do a Godzilla, like Americanized Godzilla yeah. again. So I think if Legendary wants to expand, it would have to be without Godzilla, which is just, that's not the yeah, same, you know? They're kind of and fun. I think that that... Yeah, and I think Toho would take back all the other ones, the kaijus that they use in this one. So it'd have to be your own universe with Kong. And the problem is that they didn't introduce any other really creatures like this. They did the Mutos and the other ones, but I don't know. I don't know if they what will happen after this. I think it's going to depend on Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong, and then it's going to depend if Toho decides, okay, this one made a lot of money. We're making a lot of money out of this deal, not splitting it. Like I'm sure they're doing some arrangement to split the money, then they would continue with it. Kind of like compare it to like the Spider-Man, Sony, and Marvel deal. Like Sony's making a shit ton of money, so they're obviously gonna be like, "Yeah, well, let's keep let's keep Spider-Man in this universe." But this is kind of on the other end of that. Yeah, makes sense. We still need to see how Godzilla Kong does. Maybe that will probably yeah. be more. Even though that's like right when you're asking, I feel like it's yeah, 2020. It's, it's gonna yeah. be hard to tell till we actually see that movie. That's such an interesting mm-hmm. crossover, Godzilla and Kong. It is interesting. Yeah. I'm still hyped for it. I'm being a little skeptical now because it has the same writer as this oh, last movie. No. So, because it's the director and he's writing the next one, I'm like, oh, that that, that kind of doesn't make me feel great because I feel like, oh, they're going to focus on fucking <laughs> yeah. humans again. Dude, I remember watching the OG Kong vs. Godzilla. That shit was crazy. Dude, I know. Kong won. He, he did. They were on top. Kong was huge too. He was bigger. Yeah. He was almost the same size as Godzilla because Godzilla wasn't that big back then. Yeah. They yeah. fall off a mountain and they go underwater and then they just and then Kong pops up out of water out of the water and goes yeah, back to his island. I just remember them being on this really tall like I thought it was a building, but you're right, it was a mountain. Yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so he's the Godzilla. I mean, sorry, Kong does have that going for him. He's already beat him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the record is though. I haven't seen every single. Yeah, but this Kong is the biggest Godzilla, Godzilla ever. Now, yeah, it's a big cojone. And Kong ain't that big. Kong, so Godzilla's what we say, three hundred fifty-five feet. His tail's what over yeah. five hundred feet. Kong, he was one hundred and four feet. But the director did say, of the director of this last movie, he said that he wasn't done growing then. Yeah, he was yeah. only like a teen then. So he's gonna get a lot smarter, and he's gonna grow a lot more. I think his parents were about two hundred feet. So at least he's gonna almost double in size still. 
probably in the next 40, 50 years or whatever the gap is in between these. He could just be an absolute stud, too, and just he's go just, to 300. He's just yeah. barely bigger than fucking Godzilla, though. Or just barely barely bigger be, than half of Godzilla's weight. Yeah, barely over the halfway mark. But he could be a yeah. specimen. <laughs> could be just an absolute genetics. beast. Yeah, get 300 feet on him. Okay, so at next question... At Steve Urkel swag. So does Godzilla have fire powers now, or was that a one-time thing? Do you guys think? I think he has fire powers now. Yeah, it makes sense. He's yeah. supercharged. I just haven't got any indication that it was a one-time thing. Well, for one, he used it twice, and then I didn't see anything that made it look like he lost his powers afterwards. So I felt like he still has them. Yeah, I wasn't sure because I know that in old, well, in the old iteration, yeah. he died from it. And this one, I don't, I'm not sure. Like, yeah. it came from Mothra, right? That's where he got the power. It was like that shimmery Stardust yeah. stuff she dropped. Did you think it was a combo of that and the fact that he was just like nuked out? Well, that and I think up? Mothra somehow transferred some of Rodan's Rodan's powers to him. That's what I took it as, anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure what she it, definitely whatever she did is what like he turned fucking yeah. red after yeah. that. So whatever she did, so we don't know. I mean. It could have been a one-time thing. I think that maybe that this is just something he could resort to if he needs to, because it definitely seems like this Godzilla doesn't use his beams unless he really feels yeah. like he needs to. Dude, with those with the, the atomic fire stuff on him, I just don't see how Kong could beat him anymore. <laughs> if he yeah, has if that, he has it, just anytime sure. Kong gets close to him, just <laughs> yeah, charge up. It's a clear advantage, and it would yeah. burn him to touch with him because he's fur and everything. He's a primate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Kong's, Kong's a lot more agile. He's definitely quicker. You can't dodge that shit, though. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> if he's he gets, fucking, he has to charge up, dude. You're like, oh shit, you're shooting at one spot. That's so easy to dodge. I just rewatched it, and Kong did it like twice in a row within ten seconds or something. It's pretty fast. Or not Kong, Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. I guess yeah. Kong could like throw stuff at him from a distance, but <laughs> yeah, he does throw yeah, a lot of shit. Like he in that throws movie. that tree through a helicopter. Fucking yeah. logs. Yeah, just turns whole trees into it and like he like makes he like makes weapons out of things too yeah. he's smart he could could avoid it next question cooper gorel two at the end couldn't Ghidorah just grow his head back or does it require another head to be conscious yeah so i was gonna say is that i think that head that Ghidorah that was from way early in the movie when it got blasted by the the oxygen destroyer so I think it was just a dead head, and I don't think it could come back that way. There's no way it was like the ones... It just couldn't have been the ones that Godzilla killed, right? Because he roasted two of the heads, and then he ate the last one. So it couldn't have been that body. Yeah, was this person referring to the head in the end credits? So the whole body grows back from that one piece of head? Yeah, I I don't think take it that way. I felt like it had to be the other way. It had to be on the main body to to grow back stuff. That was also my take on it. Yeah, I would agree with that. That main body is definitely not growing back, though. Godzilla absolutely destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ate that Burned fool. Him alive too. At Trev Davenport, what's going to make Godzilla and Kong fight and who do you guys think will win? Ooh. I'll answer why they fought and then we'll just go over who we think is going to win. So I think because Kong was the only Titan who didn't answer. Well, he didn't answer Ghidorah's yeah. call either. And then he didn't bow to Godzilla. So there's that threat. He sees himself as another alpha. Godzilla's not about that <laughs> no. shit. He's going to kill any other alpha out there. So yeah. Did you guys think it was winning? Godzilla. Going with Godzilla. Mm. After we've seen his latest powers. I'm going with King Kong. Because he was a... Uh, he's a Made in America boy. What? <laughs> America's team. That's an American story. Godzilla's yeah, Japanese. He was made... Oh, I was going to say he's made in international waters. He's out there in the ocean. No, I'm talking about story yeah, origins. Yeah. 
I got I got Godzilla in six, uh, but I think I think it'll be closer than people think because King Kong he's gonna be big, bigger, yeah. and he was 104 feet like we were saying. I think also we have seen what is actually Godzilla's weakness in the first one, the Muto. I think it was the male Muto got on the top of the back of fucking Kong, or Godzilla's head and started going for his gills, so we know that his gills are a weakness. And he can't. He's got T Rex arms. Mm-hmm. He can't reach that shit. So if he somehow gets on the back of his head, maybe there's a chance. But then it's at the same time, it's like, can you really kill Godzilla? So that's the thing. So I he think he's kind of immortal. Yeah. If Godzilla and King Kong is the last in the series, they're gonna have King Kong kill him. Yeah, because if they have to end the if they have to end the yeah. monster verse, but I don't think, dude, I don't think they'll really kill Godzilla. Just if there's that chance that they can continue the story somehow with him. Well, they can always bring him back too. I feel like even if they show him dying. They could definitely pull some bullshit and be like, oh, look, he went to his Atlantis place again. Yeah, I think what's going to end up happening is just because now they, they showed that Ghidorah head, like that's going to fucking factor yeah. in somehow, whether it's a new creature, it's Mecha King God Ghidorah. And then it's going to be kind of like a, I hope it's not like this, but I feel like it's going to be like a Superman, Batman versus Superman <laughs> was- thing where they're fighting and then they t- team up to kill this fucking bigger creature. And then they just kind of like, go their separate ways because all kong cares about is i was gonna Skull say Island, the same shit i was you know? saying the same thing yeah I, I just after seeing that that post credit scene i was like okay that feels like what they're setting that up for with this next one could be one last question was just if we can name all the creatures that weren't shown so i'll just run through those real quick there was the muto which is that was the creature from the first godzilla movie when he fought two of them which this part didn't actually didn't make sense to me because i was like okay they're they're enemies because the mutos grow babies out of like godzilla yeah. bodies that's how his species went extinct so i was confused why that one even bowed i figured when i saw that one rolling up i thought no matter what godzilla was going to run at that one and kill it okay and then next there was the behemoth which was looked like a mix of a gorilla gorilla and a woolly mammoth yeah. like ross was talking about earlier then there was the scylla which was like that arachnid titan looking had like six yeah. long legs and scylla is a creature from greek mythology from the odyssey which Jace, or oh, I can't remember. It's not Jace. But the main character of the Odyssey goes through a passageway where Scylla is on the side. And Scylla is this creature with snake heads that comes out and snatches people off the boat. And then Carbides is another creature from that same story, which is a giant whirlpool. I'm not sure if those are connected. Yeah, and like they, I think they are because they expanded on her, they expanded our story in the like behind the scenes books and stuff. And it says that she... Ooh. can survive and thrive underwater and she attacks her legs and so yeah, yeah that, that oh and Scylla also attacks for legs Scylla always goes for the sailor's legs and like grabs them by the feet and pulls them out from under their feet yeah and then there's the Meth- Methuselah yeah, Methuselah did I say yeah. that one right you know Methuselah. you don't know your bible characters bro and that was the <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> sorry dude and that that is the that was the one with the forest that basically that just walked up yeah. walked away they showed yeah, that one which in the movie, very too. Very fitting, though, because it's like a very ancient creature, and Methuselah is famous for being the oldest character in the Bible. Methuselah's like a thousand years old in the Bible, but that, that's how those tie together. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of these that were like kind of biblical, named after just old stuff. And then there was the Mokel, Mokel Bembe. Mokel Bembe. Mokel Bembe. <laughs> that's the name of it. Yeah. And then they, they actually talked about this one behind the scenes, and this is like a reptilian elephant-looking creature. It was in one of the novels, actually. So there's that one. And then everything, like the rest of these, these are the ones that they just showed on the screen in the movie. They didn't actually, there's not like a ton of information on it. And the first one's Baphomet. Would you guys say that was kind of like a goat-headed yeah. demonic thing in the in the Bible? Luke, did what? you say that? The Baphomet. Oh, yeah. 
said it was kind of like yeah. a goat creature. Then there's the Tiamat. Ross, don't you know where that's from? I thought you were saying something about that, about it being... I'm trying to remember. Oh, it's kind of yeah, like a Babylonian, Babylonian thing, like some, right? Not Samaritan. Yeah, uh, some sort of like... Yeah, it's like... I want to say it was like the goddess of seawater or something yeah. in that in that thing. But it's appeared as some other stuff, too. I know that in Dungeons & Dragons, they have like a five-headed dragon named after that, too. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be dragonish. We don't know. It doesn't actually really give any information on that. And then there was the typhoon. Or ty- yeah, typhoon. And could be typhoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Typhon from Greek mythology is the son of Gaia in Tartarus, who's another titan. And Typhon's the actually, Typhon is the titan of all monsters. So he's like the king of monsters, basically. And Typhon has a hundred reptilian heads, and they all come out of his body and attack. He's, he's crazy. Some wild shit. <laughs> yeah. And then that kind of actually connects to, I just remember this in one of the older Godzilla movies, they actually have these things called the Typhoon Devastators, which are like man-made missile launchers. And they use those against Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra, and some other characters. I can't remember the name of that movie. It was in like the 60s. They all blend together, dude. (laughs) Yeah, dude. For real, there's so many of them. And then there's Abaddon, who is sometimes referred to as the angel of death. And then Leviathan, obviously they actually said that one was aquatic, which is probably referring to the biblical meaning. Leviathan, like a giant whale. Yeah. And then there was Sargon, which is a type of beetle in real life. So that could mean it was beetle-like. We don't don't know because they didn't show any information, (laughs) which they had. And then there was Bunyip, which is like a large Australian cryptid found in shallow water. It's kind of like a hippopotamus. Bunyip. And that was the last one. Definitely sounds marsupial, like a marsupial bunyip. <laughs> yeah. So shit. Okay, that's that's it yeah. for today. That's it for the Godzilla shit. That's all we got. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Chuck Kohler, Dalton Hildreth, Jout Slay for leaving us reviews on iTunes. It'd be huge if you all do that. Helps a ton. Yeah. Leave a rating too if you don't want to leave a review. Both are good. If you like the show, just leave us a review and it would be awesome. Super helpful. Helps us keep growing. Yeah. And then make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's both at a movie pod on those. And then also make sure to check out if I assume everyone most people have Netflix. Check out Black Mirror. Watch all three of those. If you're super into Black Mirror, it's one of those shows that people kind of spoil all the over the internet. They put memes of it yeah. everywhere. Miley Cyrus is in one of them too, so that's gonna be a big thing. Make sure to check all those out because we're gonna do reviews on all three of those over the next couple weeks. Yeah. All right. And that's it. Let's we're out of here. Peace. Later.